Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Joining me today to talk some Ole Miss baseball and other sports topics, i got my co-host, John Stefanczyk. Excuse me, John. How you doing today, buddy? We're good. We're plugging along, doing our thing. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. I know I know what that's like. You know what we do. Just What's the temperature? What's the? We used to talk. almost talk about the weather every day. We did. What's the temp? Right now, because it the, was notice March is like in terms of different difference between where deep you are, south yeah, and New England, yeah, is the biggest delta. Saturday, we're, we're forecast. I'm looking here, a high of 18 degrees and a low of five degrees. Holy Marshall. cow, that's miserable. Well, it was like pretty... whereas I'm gonna pull up Pace, Florida, which wow. is the Panhandle. Where everybody's gonna be going for spring break. It's gonna be 74 with a low of 59. So there's sounds a lot better. It was uh it was pretty temperate this morning, uh, but then it rained early afternoon, and when I left work uh, around five, it was freezing outside. So, I think a little cold front's coming through. I mean, you know, freezing by our standard is probably like forty five or something, but uh, a little cold front's coming through. How much? Uh, how much of the baseball did you watch this weekend? I watched pretty much all of it. Uh, sadly, I did, I, I did. So, so this is, uh, you know. If Vitter and Bjork aren't going to do their jobs, I guess I won't do mine because I did. <laughs> I did not watch a pitch. I mean, I think that's okay because when Ole Miss does something like, I don't think I missed anything. Goes right when Ole Miss goes to a tournament and goes zero and three. It's not like we really like our listeners want us to uh, recap every pitch of of that of that or dissect making four pretty, errors. And pretty bad out it. I think they made five errors actually on the weekend. I saw well, the stat. We're doing well, this. How many do they make against Memphis? I thought they made four against Memphis alone. Oh I hell, think. maybe yeah. They they made losing like, to Memphis is just not good. Yeah, it's they sick. did make a lot of errors against Memphis. That's true. Zero and four on the week, as you mentioned, uh, lost to Memphis. We should say, uh, in case anything happens that we want to comment on, this is, we're recording this on Tuesday night. The first game of the Georgia State series just got underway. Um, we're breaking some news. bottom of the first inning. Bottom the Georgia, of the first. We're breaking some news on the show. Uh, much as we did last week uh, during the midweek, or maybe that was probably two weeks ago during the midweek, yeah. when uh, Olenek was suspended for apparently throwing a ball at the students. Uh, we found out about 30 minutes ago, 15 minutes before first pitch, that Colby Bortles and Tate Blackman, two, the two team captains, uh, Bortles being one of the two seniors on the team and Blackman being a junior, suspended indefinitely. Um, for not meeting team standards per Mike Bianco. So pretty interesting here, John. My first reaction, and I text to you, was, you know, we're going ahead and getting a jump on the chemistry for next year's Omaha run, so I'm not too upset about it. You know, we're definitely the youngest team in the country without our two captains. But uh, really, I just want to know what's going on. And maybe, probably by the time you listen to this, it will have been reported on, you know, more of the calls for it. Maybe even by the time we get done recording it, we'll know more. Right now, it's just pretty odd, John. I mean, obviously not a good look for your team suspending two captains right before a game, right? I mean, this is weird. It's pretty weird. I mean, it was a linear. I mean, it's it, it's been all veterans thus far. Yeah. You know, if some freshman yeah. did something dumb, you'd be like, okay. But instead, we get this. Yeah, it's so. it, it is weird and. I don't know. It's it's not like, uh, by the way, we should mention in case we forget to mention it later when we're talking about SEC basketball, SEC basketball tournament. Do you see uh, Johnny Jones, RIP, getting the axe at LSU? Oh, did he? Yeah, they're going to let him coach the SEC tournament, but they said he's done after that. Yeah. I mean, Somehow uh, Kim Anderson's still employed at Missouri. Oh, he got fired. Oh, did he? I do know that. I he, been... he got fired this season, though, right? He, he coached this season. Yeah, yeah, he got fired in the past few days. Okay, 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 that makes sense. I remember him. He him fired between now, but in the past seventy-two hours against Ole Miss, I was very. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I see it on Google now. So I apologize for that uh, 
And so I'm doing a job, not really. You are doing your job. You're, you're fact-checking me. Um, you know what I did all day Sunday? See, th- you, you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. Our, our, our fraternity brother and will enjoy this. As I'm flip, flipping through channels, mm-hmm. and it's like a Harry Potter marathon on the on the Comcast Freeform, and I'm going, you know what? Because I, I read the book. AKA, wasn't that ABC Family? That's the new name for ABC Family? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I couldn't. I, I don't know if it was that I was the name of it, so. or if it was just. I'm not punk. sure. I know they changed the name. I'm just. I'm not sure. They, they may have. All right, go know. on. Go on with your point. But I was thinking, you know, I read the books, but I quit. I don't think I saw a movie past the Godwood Fire. So I was like, what the hell? I'm just going to DVR all these and then roll through it. And you can like watch half the movie like on the the, the slowest fast forward speed. It was great. I didn't. I didn't watch a pitch of Ole Miss baseball Sunday, and them getting getting shellacked by. T- well, they didn't get shellacked by TC, but they got beat pretty. Yeah, I, I, they. It was bad. It was a five. It was a. I think a five zero game for most of the time. They ended up scoring three to make it a five three game in the end. I mean, yeah, five three is respectable against number one team in the country. But when you combine that with one total run against the two other teams, I mean, on the whole, disappointing weekend. Um, yeah, I, those, I, I'm surprised you didn't see the, you didn't watch the movies, John. I mean, yeah, I, I read the books too. Obviously the books are better, but the movies were like a pretty big deal. Movie, even, and they, they were, I, I just, I got, it was I a cultural phenomena. Yeah. But were now, you just being um, iconoclastic? Like, I'm guessing you were just being a contrarian. Something like that. I wasn't really to be a contrarian. I was just kind of like whatever, but now it's like I'm older. You look back and you go, wow. I mean, there's a lot. It was what's impressive about the whole series is you can read it as a ten year old kid and be yeah. entertained. You can read it as a teenager and be entertained. You can read you can read it as an adult and be entertained. There's different angles to it, so that's pretty. I mean, that was interesting to go back and yeah. Welcome back but, to the uh, Harry Potter online podcast. Uh, I'm your host Justin Sanders here with John Stefanchik. What's your favorite Harry it, Potter? Well, what's your favorite Harry Potter book, John? Say that again. What's your favorite? favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite one of the books? Oh shoot. There's only one right answer. The Prisoner of I like, Os- Prisoner of Azkaban. I like, I like, yeah, I like Sirius Black. I yeah, like yeah. The third one is clearly the best. I mean, of course, read them all as a kid multiple times. You know, maybe a little. Never mind. I won't say it, but maybe there's a spectrum that I might be on. I, I read a lot of the books. I enjoyed them. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, but the third one clearly the best. Best characters. Best plot. Um, the ball, plot had the right opinion. level of stuff going on, but it was But it was just still like a school book, you know? It was still like they were at Hogwarts and all. I thought some of the later books, all the stuff that happened outside of the school, it was it was kind of boring at times. I don't know. It just depended on what was going on. Like, I would agree. I think I think Goblet of Fire kind of... It was good. I liked Goblet of Fire. I, I think the second best one after Azkaban, Azkaban, I don't know. I think the Ask next him. the next best one was uh, the sixth one, the Half Blood Prince. I like that one. Half Blood Prince was good. I thought the. Uh, I the think Order. both of those feature a lot of serious black in them. So. Yeah, maybe, I think the Order of the Phoenix pretty good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that one's good too. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Serious they black. They kind of all blend yeah. together. Serious dies at the end of the fifth book. At the end. Of okay, the so yeah, I was thinking maybe I was thinking of the fifth one. I like the fifth and the sixth. Those one. two are the. I think those two because I think it sounds like we're the same. But serious black is the. Best yeah, he's character. cool. Too many, too many cool people die in the seventh one. It's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. Also, like, and this is our last point on the Harry Potter cast before we uh before we get back to uh Ole Miss sports, I guess. But my last point is... Newsflash, newsflash. It doesn't matter. Ole Miss lost four games in March in baseball. It doesn't matter. They did. They, they beat South Carolina in basketball. Evan Ingram ran like a four four two with a combine. These are all topics that we're aware we'll of. We'll get Just, to that. What was your last Harry sir, Potter listening, So Actually. you know, listeners. So, okay, my thing about the seventh Harry Potter book. Did you ever really think that Harry was dead? Because they were trying to make you think that, and it was never believable. It never felt like he was actually dead. You know what I mean? There was no way that Voldemort was going to win. Yeah, I, mean, I know, but like, but like, I feel like the whole point of that 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 um purgatory type scene where he and Voldemort are like on a different plane. You're supposed to be like, oh shit, did Harry just die? And like worry about it the whole time. It was never believable. That's to me. That's always annoyed me about the seventh book. It's just not very good, like drama, in my opinion. It was very obvious what was going to happen, and then that's exactly what happened. Yeah, 
I mean, maybe they maybe they could have gone with some. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's a little bit. Of, I even. I mean, I, okay. Of, Go you on. could have killed Harry, but right. Voldemort loses. And right, then, right. He sacrifices himself to save uh, Luna Lovegood or some shit, or like save or Neville something. or save Hermione or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, that would be cool. I actually, and then I thought the uh, the epilogue was like such utter garbage, where they're all like grown up and they have kids named Dumbledore and all. Like, oh god. <laughs> this yeah. is, I I don't know. They're kids' books. I understand. Happy ending. Still, still a fan of the series. I I would suggest them to any uh any young adult listener out there. That would be weird if we had those. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully no one's listening to this that hasn't read Harry Potter. Uh spoilers, by the way, Voldemort loses. All right, you got any more Harry Potter thoughts, John? You know, let's imagine an alternate ending where Harry the, if Harry had died, like sacrificed himself the way his mom did. Yeah, that'd be say, cool. That'd be cool. Say like, I don't know, Jenny Weasley or whatever, like that'd be good. Right, exactly. It, it, it reminded me of Clint Eastwood in a it was a Grand Torino, the car one where he get, where he gives himself up at the end. I mean, really, yeah, Grand Torino. Oh my God, that's that's a whole other can of worms. That movie is insane, but especially the ending where he sings that song about his car into the credits. Dang, we gave up a double of these guys. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so I think the the ending should have been that. Uh, that Harry, like, it, like fast forward. See, I guess the problem was they were restricted by the seven years of school thing. Like, you couldn't skip to Harry being, like, a 21-year-old with, like, a young kid with Jenny, and then he dies to protect the kid or something. And the same, you know, it's like circle complete kind of thing. I, I would have skipped the whole, um, I almost would have skipped him being a Horcrux. Although, yeah. Did it I did get explain it, him being able to talk to snakes. Right, and shit, it kind of did tie up a lot of the strange. But you could have you 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 could have had okay, you could have had a part of Voldemort like in Harry, but him not be a Horcrux. Like you could have easily gotten away with that. So I, but I also think the Horcrux thing would have been stronger if he actually did have to die to kill Voldemort. That would have been more powerful. I agree. I agree. I think like, and if you realize that, and then he intentionally, you know, like let himself be killed in order to defeat Voldemort, that would have been that would have been, you know, probably yeah. probably too dark for a kid's book. But you know, whatever. We're uh, I'm I'll be 26 in May, and we're on a podcast discussing this, so I'd say it's for all ages. Yeah. John, I want to talk about. Assuming you don't have any more Harry Potter thoughts, I do those if you have them. No, we're done. We, 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 we've had All right, I want to talk about the, the lineup we got today. So let's just let's do a thought experiment where Bortles and Blackman are truly suspended indefinitely, as in they do not return. I do not hate this lineup. I don't hate it. And like I mentioned earlier, it's about getting the jump on next year. I don't think this is necessarily a team that's going to go far in the postseason, but they are an extremely young team. Uh, yeah, get, I, I don't know. You, you get it, it. It's the kind of team that you know what they get in. Well, I got a ton of pitching. I got a ton of pitching. And who the hell is? I don't. I, I still do. They have a front at the top of the rotation guy this year. So I think I, I think for Ole Miss to truly reach their potential this year, Etheridge and or Rollison, maybe both need to go ahead and move up into the rotation. I think you move MacArthur to Friday. You put Etheridge on Saturday, Rollison on uh, Sunday, and then you have Feigl for the midweeks, and you got Parkinson out of the pen for your lefty long reliever. That's what I'd like to see. I don't know if it would necessarily work. I'm not the coach, but I would welcome you know an attempt at that at least. I think Feigl can start on Sundays. He's been rocky at times. I, I like Feigl. I think he has a lot of good stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be fine. But I still, I, I think you need MacArthur on Fridays. I would agree. He with was that. really good. He was really good against uh, against Tech in the in the tournament. Or I think you know, Parkinson on Sundays would be really good. Sure. Because he. So okay, the way I'm thinking of it right now is, I, basically the only two lefties on staff are Rollison and Parkinson, right? So I'm, I'm thinking, yep. I'm thinking you're gonna have. One started on the weekends and one available for long relief, no matter what. No matter you, what you do. Uh, yeah, if you put Rollison in the pen, then well, he's yeah, in the pen right now, Rollison so it's okay. 
All right, if you put them in the rotation, then you can. Yeah, I, I agree. You get one in the pan, one starts. Yeah. So, That's, I think that would. We'll see. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, if if we see some some shakeups in the rotation before the end of the year, just because we got a lot of young guys with a lot of potential. Yeah. And they're they're not really. The guys that are in there now, we talked about all season, Parkinson and Feigl, they're really good, but they probably have lower ceilings than Etheridge and Rollison and maybe some of his Greer Holston, some of his other guys. Yep. Oh, I was going to – so random random comment here. So this weekend I'm going to a master's program at MIT is having an alumni social dinner get-together thing. So it's cool. an hour. That sounds, that sounds good. Meet up with a number of, number of my colleagues are still in the – Either continue, finishing doing an extension of their master's, doing a PhD, working somewhere around Boston, et cetera. So it'd be a good get together, all that. But one, they had a newsletter come out in conjunction with this, and the featured alumni is uh, has a Mississippi State bachelor's degree. So, oh yeah, dude. Looking at that guy, that's interesting. That is interesting. He he could be uh, maybe he's the maybe he's Dan Wilkins' source. Yeah, he that. did not go to the prestigious Mississippi State Meteorology School, so. Is he an elevator engineer, perhaps, by any chance? Yeah, I think it was a nuclear, some nuclear okay. engineer. All right, well, that's legit. That's legit. Um, okay, so onto this lineup. We were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One huge advantage here is you got Olenek at third base. That means you don't have him out there in center field making defensive mistakes. He's He's – you know, after that first one, I think it might have been the first weekend you hoped – yeah, he ran into Watson out there. You hoped that uh, – you know, it was just a one-time thing, but I see Bianco over there laughing on the in the dugout, so I guess things aren't too serious. I guess things are okay. Um, you would hope that was a momentary blip, you know, but he's continued to make mistakes out there. I just I don't know if, if he's ready to play center field yet. So I'm yeah. happier. I'm happier with him at third base. It's it's you you assume with his back, background as a shortstop, he can handle it, right? I mean, not that different. Yeah, he should be okay there. Wasn't Chris Bryant a shortstop at one point? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I mean, Golson leading off fine. Olenek in the two hole fine. Yeah, it's fine. Lebowski's there. Dillard, Fortes in the I think, five hole. I think Fortes three. in five is interesting. I mean, can he actually handle the bat? I always got the impression he was kind of like a Cooper Johnson defensive guy. I don't know. We'll see today. Fitz Simmons is a guy that honestly could probably play more. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. It's just the playing time thing. And, I mean, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if if Colby is gone long term. My guess is they put Cockrell at third base and Fitzsimmons DH is a lot more. And it goes back to center field and Watson becomes your late innings defensive substitution again. That's my guess. Yeah, on a, on a long term, because <clears throat> I've heard that Cockrell's a natural third baseman, not very good at first, but uh, he's apparently after Colby leaves this year, or maybe already, who knows? He's apparently the uh, potential replacement there. I don't think he's, this either one of these suspensions will be very long. No, I don't think so either. I, you know, when I first saw them before I before I saw the full statement, which to be fair was like ten words long, but it did say suspended indefinitely. I assumed yeah. it was a one-game thing. I still wouldn't be surprised if they're back tomorrow. Uh, but yeah. The, but the fact that it's... Or, or, or maybe it's a two-gamer because they're playing two games. Yeah, right, week. right. But the, the fact that it's... Fitzsimmons just got a... That was a terrible call on an inside ball that they yeah. called a strike. But yeah. it's uh, it's weird for sure. It's very strange, just to reiterate that. Move the lineup. Dillard in left field. We're happy with that. Leave Dillard in left field the rest of his career at Ole Miss. I'll be happy. Um, I like him in the four hole. I, I hope he doesn't drop beneath six the rest of the season, in my opinion. Um, and you know, talking about Kyle Watson, probably going back to be a defensive substitution after this, blah, blah, blah. He still, he could put it all together again at the plate. We remember his freshman year when he was just on fire for about half the season. Um, I don't think Bianco's given up on him. Bianco seems to like Watson a lot. Uh, right on cue, Watson hits one. Over the wall, home run Kyle Watson. Look at this, John. Look at this. All right, so that's why you haven't given up on Kyle Watson yet. I, I, I think offensively he could do something. He I'm could still do stuff like that. But No, I mean, I'm just ecstatic that I literally – you can confirm to the people. He had not hit that when I started talking about him. 
No, that was 100%. He hit that thing. At, I mean, it wasn't straightaway center, it. but it was pretty oh, deep. Oh, that was dope. Okay. I mean, yeah. I like Kyle a lot. I like guys that can play good defense in the outfield. I like guys that are fast on the bases. Um, and if he can hit, you know, 270, I would be more than happy with him playing center fielder for the defense. I, if he if he hits two fifty, if he yeah. hits two fifty, you're right. Two seventy is asking too much. Two fifty in the eight that's, hole. That's plenty. Play him every day. But but then John, it's like there's not enough roster spots because then you, where do you put Olenek? He's a corner outfielder. So, uh, but then where do you put Dillard? You put him on the DH, maybe. Shit, yeah, because who else is DH? I mean, so the DH right now is like Cockrell. Zabowski is pretty much always in at first. It's like Cockrell, Dillard, if they put Watson in the outfield, or uh, Fitzsimmons now. After I think he hit a he didn't hit a home run, but he hit a long double off the wall yeah. at Minute Maid. Um, yeah, we should mention also we talked about it before the show started. Kobe Bortles hit a monster home run to left off the train in left field at uh, Minute Maid. So one of the few highlights. <laughs> Probably, honestly, the only highlight for Ole Miss from the entire tournament. The only MacArthur apparently pitched well. He did. But... No, MacArthur did. MacArthur did pitch well. Um, I, I shouldn't say that, but we did. We still lost that game like four zero or something. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I called that man. I that was fun. Um, okay, so moving on after Kyle lineup, Bryce Blom at second base. This is a guy that we've heard a lot about. I've heard that he could play second after Blackman leaves, which could be after this year if he enters the draft early. Um, excited about this kid. I don't know a ton about him. Um, I think he might have just struck out in this game, but, I mean, it happens. Uh, see more from him, hopefully, as the season goes on. I guess, well, is there anybody else that can play second besides Blackman and Blom? I guess not. That's in the, that's in the like, none of those guys that we're looking for a spot for. Maybe Olenek could. Olenek could. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's what happens if Blackman, but Blackman and Bortles, like you said, they're not going to miss many more games. It's I don't think unless something really terrible happened. Um, and then Kessinger has been really good at the bottom of the lineup in the nine hole, also playing great defense as a shortstop. I think Ole Miss got obviously some really good players in this freshman class. Kessinger, top of the class defensively, and I think all around he's going to be really good. So excited about him. Um. I don't know. I'm just happy about the Kyle Watson home run, John. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if, if Olenek could play like good center field defense, but can't have everything, I guess. Yeah. It would be nice, but if Watson is producing at the plate, yeah, I mean, you know, it could work. Yeah. It could work. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We mentioned the NFL Combine. You want to go there next, John? You want to talk about SEC basketball? Let's do the NFL Combine. Okay, so Evan Ingram, Fadal Brown, and DJ Jones, I believe, were representing Ole Miss at the Combine. We were saying before the show, I have no idea what uh, what Fadal Brown did. I heard DJ Jones had a good Combine, but I'm looking up Fadal right now to see if uh, find anything else about him. Evan had a great Combine, obviously. Got a lot of pub from the Talking Heads. Ran a four four two, Caught everything in his drills. So, good for him. You going to say something, John? I mean, Evan doing well is not a huge surprise. No, nah, not at all. He's an athletic guy. Mm-hmm. So, Fidel Brown got a 5.12 draft grade. I'm not sure what that means. Looking at the key right now. Better than average chance to make an NFL roster. So that's something. Uh, not great, though. Right above that is NFL backup or special teams potential. So that's something. Um, he he did have good measurables, though. It looks like he ran a, a 4.94. I mean, for a big man, that's that's good. Yeah, this one I'm looking at, NFL Draft Scout. You probably the same thing. So Google I'm looking it. at NFL.com, but that sounds more. Okay, Fadal. It's not an NFL. Well, they have Colonel Reb as the logo. That's hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, th- just just like Greg Little when he committed. Do you remember that? Or when he signed, he was wearing the Colonel Reb shirt at his high school? Well, right. 33rd out of 232 defensive ends, 433rd okay. out of 30,000 total. He, he's a guy. I don't know if we could draft. He's probably, I don't know what NFL. He might NFL be undrafted free agent, yeah. But uh, he he can make a roster. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, 494 on the 40, 19 reps on the bench press. 
uh, 7-2-4, 3-cone, 4-4-4 on the 20-yard shuttle. I mean, those sound like good numbers for a guy that's 6-4, 273. If his foot's healthy, he could right. make a run. Yeah. Mean, that's... And it, I I want to say the foot was pretty healthy this last season, wasn't it? I mean, he played in most of the games, just a pain tolerance issue, wasn't it, if I recall. And so, he didn't play. He, he was first half of the year was tough. Yeah, and then he, yeah, he came back late. That's That's what it was. Um, yeah, I remember during camp and all, they were trying the experimental procedures or whatever Freeze was saying they were doing. Did not exactly uh, inspire confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Fortes making a little catch uh, back by the wall here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, decent day for Fidal. I saw on Twitter that DJ Jones apparently had a good day. He's a super athletic guy for his size. I, I'm not surprised at all by that. He's going to be a NFL DT, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he has a five seven three. So from NFL dot com. So that's a chance to become NFL starters. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he did five point oh four on the forty. Twenty five reps. Around the same on the cone drills. A little bit more vert. A little bit more broad jump. I mean, it, DJ Jones' athleticism. It naturally, I think we all think of that uh, that Twitter video of him dunking. I feel I feel bad for that that poor. Uh, What's it called? What's the intramural building called again? How's I just slipped my mind here. The fort, no, the something center. What's it called? God, Darby's gonna kill us. I know. Uh, this is this is a Turner Paris, Center. Yeah, Turner, Turner Center. I felt bad for that poor Turner Center rim when uh when DJ Jones went up and, and dunked on it. But hey, six foot one, three hundred and nineteen pounds. That's pretty damn athletic to be dunking a basketball. Yep. Um. And we mentioned Evan. It's it's people are saying now John Evan could go as as early as late first round. I think. It's possible. I mean, he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to mis- mismatch a lot. Right. Fit well, hard work. But so are, are, are some NFL teams, I guess most teams are probably just recruiting him as a fullback or a wide receiver, right? He's probably not actually going to play any tight end in the NFL. Do you think that's accurate? Oh, I don't know. It could be a little bit of everything. Yeah. What about what about your Patriots? you think they could take him? I, I'd like to see him. Him as a Patriot can make a lot of sense. I think it makes sense. I mean, he he kind of fits that mold of you know the the tough speedster receiver, right? The other option would be Bill O'Brien takes him with the Texans. The Texans, he, yeah. When the back her, back when before you know when Hernandez wasn't locked up, <laughs> they had uh, they had Hernandez and Gronk. I mean, that was Bill O'Brien's scheme there. And, right, you know, right. But I mean, okay. Isn't Hernandez like a good fifty pounds heavier than Evan though? I don't think he's fifty pounds heavier, maybe thirty. Okay. Okay. But still, I mean, that makes a difference when it comes to blocking and stuff. The point is is that I mean I mean Ingram can be Jordan Reed or better. Jordan Reed's a good player for the Redskins. For the R Wars, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the but, R's, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, you're right. He's he is you're right, like exactly thirty pounds heavier. Gronk is about 50 pounds heavier than Ingram, which makes sense. Uh, Wes Welker, 185 pounds. That's a that's a lightweight. That's a little guy right there. Um, I don't think of, who who else would make sense as a. Uh, you know, it'd be fun to watch him play for the Raiders. Sure. Compliment Cooper and yeah, uh, yeah. Three. I so do you think do you think he's gonna play more? And this would be easy to do if he plays at all. But do you think he's going to play more than Laquan in his rookie season? I mean, that's not hard to do. Right, so, yeah. right, yeah. But I mean, is still, he play more than Cody Cord did. There's the question. I mean, Co- yeah. Cody had, had some, a few catches. Yeah, Cody had a Cody had a good rookie season. I, in my opinion, I, mean, I think he did well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, along that same along those same lines, I don't follow Viking stuff very closely. I don't really know what's going on. Do we think Laquan's going to get touches next year? Uh, let's see. Well, they had that one first round corner. Yeah. That uh, got that he didn't really play much last year, and then he came on this year. And like, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I've up. seen different stats about their receivers and the, how they don't get used in their rookie year and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. I guess the real question, John, is do you, this is a debate that old Miss fans have had all through the NFL season. Would he have been playing on a different roster, or was the problem more with him? That's really the $1,000 question here. 
It's probably a little bit of both. Right. I kind of think so, too. I, I think it's probably an old-school coach, and, and also Laquan wasn't really ready for that transition. I mean, he's a, he's just taken over every game he's ever played in before he got to the NFL level, and you can't really do that. Yeah. I mean, some players can, but we're talking three or four players out of the entire league, and they don't even do it every game. So I, it's definitely an adjustment period. Uh one reception for 15 yards in nine games last season. So, what a start for a first-round talent, Laquan Trebel. Hopefully, we'll see him out there next year. Of course, a big favorite of I think just about every Ole Miss fan that, that watched him when he played football at Ole Miss. Um, let's see other uh, other football stuff. I saw C.J. Johnson was on Ole Miss's staff very briefly, headed to FAU. Good for him. You got to assume he got a, a better gig. Than he was he gonna got have the hell this. away from the uh, the circus, the, the nuclear explosion coming in Oxford. Did you see? Uh, speaking of all that, did you see the article that uh, Chuck Ronsville? I was about to say we got some we got some uh, posted some dishonest press out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you're trying to change the national narrative, uh, and, and if you're trying to, you know, speak to your credibility in this case, it makes perfect sense to give the story to literally the biggest homer on the beat, right? With some tiny small potato site. Like this is total brilliant PR strategy from Ole Miss here, just like always. It's just sad. It's it really is only- sad. They got a, they got some national guys to tweet it out, but still, the fact that this article where you had a uh, Werner Womack and Tom Allen interviewed. And of course they all said positive things about freeze, but the fact that they had it in the old Miss spirit just kind of ruined the entire credibility and attempt from the article from the very beginning. I mean, it's, it's just kind of embarrassing. Yep. I mean, whatever at this point, it, it, I think it's weird. It's just weird to see freeze out there coaching the team right now. It's very it's, weird. I mean, I, I think it's, it's kind of nuts, honestly, because my gut tells me that there's pretty damning evidence in the NOA that, that Ole Miss has right now. That's what my gut tells me. How do you? What do you yeah. think, John? I agree, but at the same time, I I appreciate Freeze going out there and at least get make making the effort to get this team to like a top 15, get this program to a top 15 level. Yeah. And when they had Ingram, Treadwell, Tunsil, Rob, and Connor all healthy on the field together, they were as good as anyone. Yeah. But it's funny. If we sit down and think about the time, about you know, all like 14 and 15, a lot of the pretty much all the losses involved somebody not being healthy of that group. Yeah. One or more people. That'd be interesting. I mean, we'll have a lot. We'll have a summer, and uh, maybe you know, have time to talk about that. You know, assuming the NCAA investigation isn't just all consuming at that point. I mean, uh, hell, they walked. In, they walked into. They walked into Tuscaloosa. Chad Kelly's first start. Beat no that ass. Of, beat that ass. Beat that. Ass. I mean, Connor basically gave his career up. Yeah. See, that. that's honestly was, what happened what to Tony Connor. Makes me yeah. want to never watch football ever again. It's just pretty much. It's just disgusting. I mean, we're talking about one of the best players to ever wear an Ole Miss uniform will be completely yeah. forgotten in five years, and all because he got injured uh, and just wasn't a wasn't a valuable NFL prospect. Oh, no, no every you know, every time they walk into Tuscaloosa from now on, I'm gonna sit there and think last time they won, Tony Connor gave his career, and yeah. he was a first round pick. And literally the last time they will win in Tuscaloosa for a long time. If you had to, if I had to guess, yeah. Man, it's that's I'm getting I'm getting a little upset just thinking about it, honestly. Just a great guy, Tony Connor. Uh, you know, yeah. all the luck in the world to him. I, I hope that if he wants to go into coaching, it, it works out well for him and he has a good career. I mean, I think there are probably a lot of yeah. people around Oxford and South Panola that would uh, help him out. I think he has a really good reputation. So, even though he's not going to be a, a Pro Bowler, which he he at one point I think was a a, a greater than sixty or seventy percent chance that he was going to have a really good career in the NFL. Um, you know, hopefully he can still, he can still be happy and, and find some success in other fields. So all the best luck to Tony. That's a, that's a terrible, sad story. Um, I'm trying to think what else has, has kind of happened with the whole NCAA thing since we spoke last, John. Um, 
I tell you, being here down here in Mississippi, listening to the baseball yeah. games and the radio sometimes, I'm in the car or something. Kind of yeah. awkward to hear all of these Rebel Rags ads. I'll be honest. Kind of a <laughs> kind of a sore subject. I feel like around the old athletics department these days. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's one of the most interesting allegations, John. Because do you think that that Leo and Kobe turned over all the clothing to the NCAA? They they very well might have. That's pretty funny if it did. It is pretty funny. I mean, and the other part of that is. They they probably only got it to do that with it. They didn't want to wear it. They didn't need it for anything else. Like they probably just were like, "Yeah, we'll take it, so we can go, you know, turn stays a witness because we work for Mullen." Crazy man. Crazy. Um. I don't know. You want to talk about basketball? Sure. Yeah. Why not? I don't have much to add. I mean, okay, they, they beat Carolina. Apparently, Saez is first team all SEC. Yeah, he, he won the Howell Trophy. He won the Howell Trophy. First team I mean, all SEC. I mean, obviously, both are deserved. He led the SEC in rebounding, double doubles. I think maybe minutes played. Uh, he was like sixth or seventh in the country in, in double doubles. I mean, he had a great senior season. Honestly, John, exactly what we said we wanted from him the last couple of years. I mean, he, he, he did everything right. Long and productive career four year starter. Gonna miss him. I was watching videos earlier of, uh, Dominic Olenicek, the guy that's going to be replacing him next year. I think we might be okay. We're going to find out. He's a true seven footer. He, he's a physical presence. I'm excited to see him next year. Um, you know, we also have a, a, a forward that looks like he could be pretty good committed. Jamarco Pickett, I think, is his name. Yep. Uh, he might be able to contribute some next year. I don't know. He's a little on the on the skinny side. He is six seven, but something like something real skinny. I want to say like one sixty or something. So probably needs to put on some weight. But to finish up the the season wrap up, as you said, uh, you might not have said. I might have said it earlier. Got wrecked by Alabama uh, in the midweek. Um, to use our, our baseball terms, that we are in, in baseball season. Uh, just a really poor effort. Turned around on Saturday, played with a ton of energy without DeAndre Burnett, uh, and basically no Terrence Davis either. I think he had like three points, fouled out really early in the second half, uh, and still beat South Carolina comfortably. They're a solid uh, NCAA tournament team. Saez had a huge game on senior night, obviously. Everybody else just kind of cobbled together some performances. Rashid scored some points on his senior night. Uh, Brian looked good. Um... But yeah, like you said, I mean, doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's okay. Basically, that win only becomes important if Ole Miss gets to the SEC championship game and loses. Does that make sense? I'll explain why. Because yeah, because yeah, that's their right. Because if you get to the SEC they, championship they, they game, probably go to Dayton at that right. Point. You to do that, you would have beaten Arkansas and Florida, I believe. Assuming they get to it, I, I think Arkansas. Yeah. I think if Ole Miss beats Auburn on Thursday-ish, I don't remember. If Thursday or Friday, one of those. If Ole Miss beats Auburn, they would then play Arkansas um, yeah. and then potentially Florida. So if you got both of those wins, which are both RPI top 50, I think they're actually both top 30, top 40-ish, uh, then maybe your South Carolina win becomes more important because then you're trying to make a case for that large. Uh, yeah, but and probably it gives the committee a reason to say, you know what, let's they're just playing put better. Yeah, the they're they're on the upswing, all that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It probably doesn't matter. It's it's still nice to end the season on a win. Uh, yeah. I really thought Ole Miss didn't have much of a chance in that game, but they they showed up. Um, I was saying earlier the tournament bracket kind of sets up. I mean, they give it, it gives Ole Miss opportunity games against solid RPI teams. Uh, Arkansas. Skull dragged Ole Miss in Fayetteville a couple of weeks ago, but I mean a tournament setting is different. It's not like playing at home. We'll see. At first, they have to beat Auburn for the eleventh time in a row. So I think Andy said that you know it's hard to beat a team that many times in a row. Something's got to give. Um, actually, no, sorry, I, I keep making assumptions. I think it's Auburn or Missouri. I think they have to play each other still, but Auburn is definitely better there. We'll see. One of those two teams. Um, and then you got to win the first one to, to get to play Arkansas. And then if you win that one, you get to play Florida. So probably still NIT or worse for this team. Potentially not even an NIT bid. But uh, 
Yeah, we'll I'm looking at the Bra- – I mean, Vanderbilt's the second team out for Jerry Palm. Wow, really? They they just uh, they just beat Florida. That's That sucks. They should be in. Interesting. What's their record even this year? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I don't know it off the top of my head, but they've uh, they've got some solid wins. That's I'm I'm shocked by that. I think Jerry might be kind of off on that one. I think the SEC is getting four bids. Let's see here: Kansas, Villanova, Carolina, Gonzaga is the one. He's got Kentucky as a two. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with okay. this team, that's kind of weird, but it's possible. The Baylor ends up a three. Missed opportunity there for Ole Miss. Florida is a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see: Duke is a four. South Carolina's in is an eight. I mean, I think they're a lock essentially. And Arkansas is in as a ten. So Vanderbilt would be the fifth bid, huh? Vanderbilt would be the fifth bid. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot because the SEC wasn't like particularly strong this year, but it was one of those years where the top is good and the rest are not good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull up the SEC tournament bracket to see what. We're playing Bubble, Quanzo, Martin's boys, Cal on the Bubble, Kansas State, Michigan State, Rhode Island. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know how Tennessee is still on the Bubble. Just just because of that number two state the schedule, I think. Wait, 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 wait. You, are you linking Quanzo Martin to Tennessee? Oh yeah, sorry. Wait, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I missed. He, he's I been forgot. gone for two years. I, I know he's not the coach anymore. I thought you were saying his uh, his guys he got up. No, wait, where's he coach now? Cal. Okay. They were a four seed last year in the first round. They're on the bubble this year. There so. you go. Um. Okay, I got the bracket up now. Yeah. State and LSU. Auburn and Missouri. Both those games tomorrow night. Um. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia playing each other to play Kentucky. Uh, that could be a decent game. Georgia's been pretty good lately, I think. Uh, they could definitely scare Kentucky on Friday. Because how much is Kentucky really going to care about this? That's a good question. I don't know. This is a weird Kentucky team anyway. I don't really, I don't really know. Vanderbilt A&M will be a good game. Um... I, I guess when you get to these Friday games, they'll be pretty good. I mean, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, Arkansas are all good athletic teams. Yeah. It'll be – should be some decent basketball. Um, I don't know, John. Not a, not a ton going on. Uh, we're sitting here in the baseball game, top of the fourth. Rawlson's in a little jam at 66 pitches. He's got runners on. First and second with two outs. Mike's about to talk to him, but he's he's going back out there. I think he'll be fine. Rawlson's uh, going to be really good, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll see. Really, it's a dead. I mean, it's a dead period for Ole Miss sports in a way. I mean, football. Spring practice, yeah. but for, football. I was going to just... say we should mention that spring practice is happening, but I mean, there's the. How sad is the Grove Bowl going to be, John? I mean, it's got to be a, it's going to be like a wake, right? Yeah, it's going to be a, it's, a, it's kind of a funeral or you yeah, know, programs in purgatory essentially. Yep, I'd be curious. I mean, Longo and McGriff are there, but I mean, I would I would be more excited about this team if Freeze had already quit and. You know, the uncertainty is what I hate the most about it. It's like, cause yeah. how can the team really prepare for next season knowing that Freeze could very well and probably will not be the coach? It just doesn't I'd be seem... surprised if he ever coached, again, coached, coached another game, you know? Yeah, me too. I'd be surprised although, if he ever... Yeah. Although, I mean, it's, they, they, it looks like they're taking this all the way down to... They're going to take it to trial, basically. Yeah. As opposed to c- cutting the deal. So. Well, and okay, so if you told me that, that Freeze did coach again and it wasn't necessarily for Ole Miss, my guess would be Ole Miss got destroyed by the Committee on Infractions. A year or two yep. later, Ole Miss won a court case. Freeze got his show calls uh, revoked in actual court, not an NCAA court. I think that's that's the best possibility Freeze probably has. I mean, what the hell? 
No, but Freeze might. I mean, Freeze definitely has the money to hire a lawyer to do that. Or Freeze might. Freeze might just count all his money and just laugh. I mean, Freeze Freeze might just go replace Buddy Stevens at EMCC, right? I mean, do the uh, David Saunders route. No, I, I think Freeze probably just goes straight to TV, right? Yeah, what, that's interesting. What would he do? I, I think the smart move would be, while you still have the name recognition, get on SEC Network, start building your career after football. My, That's what I think you should do. Interesting. I mean, he, if you if you go to, draw, he, he'd probably draw ratings on there. I, I think so, and he could always say, you know, when I beat Alabama, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, he yeah. could. And uh, you know, I think I think that if he did the Saunders thing, and first of all, I think Freeze's ego now is far too big for him to coach JUCO. I don't think he'd actually go coach a JUCO team. But I yeah. think if you do actually do that, you run the risk of just falling off the face of the earth. No matter you know how many $5 million years you banked in the past, you, you can yeah. just disappear forever down there in the JUCO ranks. Yeah. But if he, if he went to TV, that would kind of keep his profile and his career alive, even though he's technically not allowed to coach. That'd yeah. Funny. Yeah. That'd be something, man. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else, John. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I mean, football, it, 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 it's hard to care right now. Recruiting is hopeless. It's just in limbo. It's complete limbo. Yeah, 2018 class, not a single commitment at this point. It's uh, definitely in limbo right now. But, you know, as whatever happens, we'll we'll be here to tell you about it. We'll uh, break the bad news on this show. Ba- Don't worry. Basketball, basically, it, it, it comes down to barring some crazy run here yeah. this week. It's gonna. It, uh, it's it's all signs point, pointing towards the fact Andy's really, Andy's gonna have to make the tournament next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's coaching for his job next year for sure, and he's gonna have pieces. Um, I I think it's interesting because AK has developed this reputation the last few years of going out and getting guys in the off season, but it's I don't actually know how much he's gonna be able to do that this year with the roster spots. I mean, you have one with Nate Morris uh, leaving the team. Uh, you have two with Saez and Rashid Brooks, but I, I think, it, but you, you also have, I think three signees coming in. I, I think that he's going to probably cut bait with Dante Fitzpatrick Dorsey. Um, I'm not sure who else, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to That's see. That's interesting some... that you say that. Cause I thought it looked like at one point, not this year, but the previous year, he, he he was he had a path towards developing. A it role. looked like it, but but with Tyree in the program, and then yeah. I, I don't know I I don't see it. He he's he's pretty much been cut out of all rotations this season. I I just yeah. think that if AK really saw a future for him, at least splitting time at point guard, he would have played more down the stretch this season. Because why not? I mean, Ole Miss didn't necessarily have a lot of guards to turn to. I mean, there, there was playing time and he got in sometimes, but he never really did much. And he was in either. I think he's yeah, probably, I would agree. Leaving. He didn't go anywhere this past year. So yeah, they can move on basically. So we'll see. Yeah. That'll, it'll be a busy off season for AK. I bet in addition to, uh, you know, having Ola Nicek be, you know, practicing fully. He's been practicing with the team, but you know, actually practicing to play and all that. He'll probably bring in, at least one or two other guys we haven't heard about yet, in addition to Devontae Schuler and uh, Jamarco Pickett, those high school guys that I've mentioned on the show. But he, I would definitely agree with you, John. It's it's tournament or bust next year for AK. The a lot of moneyed alumni seem to have already gotten beyond you know just feeling restless about about the fact that AK they spent a lot of money on AK and now at the Pavilion even a lot more. And uh, you know, winning record, top of the SEC. But March Madness is kind of the whole point of college basketball, right? I mean, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's all about gambling, basically. Yeah, and it's all about feeling like you're part of that that frantic 64-team field that, that people get so excited about for that first weekend. There's that. Baseball's just going to plug along, I mean... It's a learning experience this year. I mean, we're it's a. It's a I, I think you get. I think you get to Easter weekend, middle of April. And you just kind of check and see. Okay, where are they at? Take it from. I. They're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, it's fun to watch young talents. A lot like we talked about the basketball team. Although I think they're going to be 
on the whole better than the basketball team was relative to the sport they're in. But there will be freshman mistakes. There there will be weekends like we just had where you know pitchers just totally befuddle our guys. But with each one that happens, you know you got to hope they're uh, getting a little better at, at adjusting their approach and not being too tight when they when they fall behind in counts and all that stuff. So it's going to be fun to watch them develop over the next couple of seasons. Uh, I don't. I have no information, John, about the suspensions. I was hoping by the time we wrapped the show, something would have leaked, but. By the time you hear this, as I mentioned, you probably will have already seen it. So uh, something to watch for, for sure. Um, we got this Georgia State series, a couple games in the midweek. Furman this weekend, in addition to the SEC basketball tournament. And then uh, next weekend, Vanderbilt comes to Oxford to open up SEC play. So, right. Uh, are yeah. Blackman Bortles going to keep their captaincy, I wonder? I don't know, man. Because who do you give it to? Olenek already got suspended too. Yeah. So then we're. I think you just, you just you just lean into the freshmen. And you just make all the freshmen captains. Is, is Golson become a captain? Well, I think Golson's he... play. He should be a captain. I mean, he carries the team. I don't know. So maybe you look at that. Maybe I don't like. I I still think they'll they'll be back and they'll still be captains. I, I sooner rather than later, I would guess. So we'll see. We'll see. Um. All right, so we'll wrap the show there for now. Uh, of course, you can find us on our website, landsharksafterdark.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SharksAFTRDark. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. All you got to do, head over to the podcast app. Just type Land Sharks into the search bar. We'll pop right up. Uh, and that's the easiest way to get the show. Downloads directly to your phone automatically. Uh, I'm only saying this because I recently learned longtime listener, occasional guest, uh, Will Bedwell, he claims to be subscribed to us to quote-unquote help our numbers. Thanks, man. I'll pass it on to the advertisers. But this this dude doesn't listen to podcasts on his phone. Like, that's just insane, right? Like, I didn't know people did that. He just goes oh. and pulls them up on his computer whenever he wants to listen to one. That's just making it harder on yourself, folks. Take it from me. Use the app on your phone. You won't regret it. It's built in. That's that's that. I'll get off my soapbox for now. Uh, John, you got anything else to add? Oh, that's it. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. For John, I'm Justin. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.